Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Today's the Day Changemakers podcast. I am Jody Grinwald. This week, my guest is Tiyasha Sakar. Tiyasha is a young changemaker that is doing all she can to educate everyone about the meaning of fast fashion. She is involved in the Salbury Teach to Serve student-driven social innovation program that focuses on experiential learning where students decide their year-long project to create change. Their project was to combat fast fashion by creating a community-based pop-up thrift fair where they discuss the adverse effects of fast fashion on our mental health, the labor rights of garment workers, and the environment. Nova Thrift Store, a local business, received all of the unsold clothing and money raised was donated to Labor Behind the Label. Listen in to hear more about what you can do to help make a difference when it comes to this topic. Please subscribe to the Today's the Day Changemakers YouTube channel, stream this podcast on all streaming sites. Reviews and shares are always welcomed and help us to be heard. Like us on Facebook and Instagram by going to Today is the Day Live It. To learn more about Today is the Day Consulting and Coaching Services and the new Today is the Day Changemakers Connective, go to todayistheday.liveit.com. Sign up for our mailing list to be notified when new events and networking opportunities become available. Also, I am the CEO and co-founder of the Zach G. Applauder Kids Foundation. To learn more about how the organization is connecting children with a financial need to an ongoing creative outlet, go to applaudourkids.org. The views expressed by all Today's the Day Changemakers podcast guests are their own. Their appearance on the Today's the Day Changemakers podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity that they represent. Have a great week, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Today's the Day Changemakers podcast. I am Jody Grinwald, and as I say every single week, I interview the changemakers, the inspirers, and those who are disrupting the status quo in the best way possible. And this year, it's really important to me to focus on uh, some more young changemakers. And in this episode, I have the honor and opportunity to do that with Tiasha Sarkar. Hi, Tiasha. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I am great. I am great. And I'm welcome. Welcome. So happy to have you here. And I'm going to, but like I do every single week, I'm going to read from your bio and then we're going to get into a conversation. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Tiyasha Sakar is an 11th grade high school student involved with an organization called Solberry Teach to Serve, which is a student driven social innovation program focused on experiential learning where students decide their year long project to, to create change. Let me say that again, to create change, which makes Tiasha a change maker. Our project was to to combat fast fashion by creating a community-based pop-up thrift fair on March 1st. That was their project where they discussed the adverse effects of the fast fashion on mental health, the labor rights of garment workers, and the environment. Nova Thrift Store, a local business, received all of the unsold clothing and money raised was donated to labor behind Labor Behind the Label. I love that, Labor Behind the Label. So we're going to talk about Labor Behind the Label in a little bit, and we're going to learn a little bit more about you as well. So how old are you? I am 17. And you said you're in an 11th grade. Are you studying, is there, a, are you have a focus of where you want to head after after high school? Uh, Yeah, as of now, it's somewhere in the STEM field. Um, So yeah probably something mathematics, engineering, finance, in that line. 
all the stuff I am not good at. That's wonderful. We need more. We need more women doing all of that. So kudos Absolutely. to you. And, and that's that's truly amazing. You know, when we met and we met um, through Heather Mistretta's event and uh, thank you to Heather. I just want to say that on the show. Thank you to Heather Mistretta, who's been on um, pressing releases is her organization. And she also has wage uh, and Wage is a, an important organization, so please look up Wage International as well. But I want to just say that um, fast fashion, you came over to me and you, you said to me you're working on this project. This was actually last year, right? Yes. And you said that you're working on this project through school. And you mentioned something that I wasn't really familiar with. And so that's why I want you to educate our audience on what fast fashion is. Yeah, so technically uh, speaking, the textbook definition of fast fashion is um, the creation of low quality imitation of high fashion products. For instance, if Gucci for their spring line has a pair of shoes that retail for about $600, within a few weeks or even a few months, um, Zara will come out with a replica of that same exact shoe for maybe $150. Uh, so that's kind of what it is in its most basic form, but it is important to understand that fast fashion is built on the exploitation of the environment, mental health, and labor rights. So although one of all these one-click purchases we do for these simple deals, um, there are actually, there are real life, um, effects to these. Um, there are children that are getting impacted by these. They're, the environment is terribly impacted. And our personal mental health, especially the mental health of women and um, girls, is significantly impacted uh, because of this uh, industry of fast fashion. So let, let's go through all of those three things so people understand how they how they're connected to um, really, truly connected to all of us. Right. So let's start out with mental health, because that's, of course, the top the top question. I mean, all of us have gone through a lot together through covid and the pandemic and lots of other things. Uh, mental health is a, is a topic that's really, really important. But let's talk about how this impacts people's mental health. Yeah. So uh, one of the industry kind of portrays this perfect body. This perfect body, especially for women and girls, is a really skinny, tiny-waisted um, model who only wears fast fashion clothing. So, uh, especially propagated by the uh, COVID pandemic, our online feeds are constantly filled with these young, skinny girl and girls and women wearing these clothes and calling them trendy. Uh, the problem is the word trendy. The moment you attach the word trendy for people in my generation, there's an immediate urge to follow the trend. Following the trend has led to 53% of American girls um, to feel insecure about their own bodies. And this starts from a young age, uh, from the young age of 14, or even as young as 12 for some people. And this is a problem. Um, we've, we have to start developing this community where this ideal body doesn't exist. So one of the reasons why it's important to talk about fast fashion is to try to convince companies to include a more diverse group of models in their um, campaigns, um, whether it be an inclusion of more people from the LGBT community, more people with diverse sizes, everything has to be incorporated. And it's also important to say that although women and girls are most heavily impacted, um, men and the LGBTQ community are also equally impacted. And as of 2021, a study showed that 
uh, 48% of men um, call, uh, feel uncomfortable with their own body. And that spans from the age of 14 to 64. That's a huge range. And it's all because of companies calling clothes trendy. Uh, and also, how many times have you gone into a, a store like Zara or uh, Forever 21 and seen uh, their pictures depict the LGBT community? TQ community, not as often. These are the changes that need to be made. There are systemic changes that need to be made in the way that companies um, kind of promote their um, message. It's It, it mm. needs to include everyone um, so that nobody feels left out. Right, and that's evolving and they need to evolve with the society. And, and I t- couldn't agree more. I have seen Old Navy do a little bit better of a job with, um, with what they're doing with their models, as well as you know, depicting what 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 we all look like, and that's yeah. and that's what's so important, right? Is is what we all look like. There is, I, I, you know, I don't know a lot about the fashion industry. I'm not going to pretend to, but I all, all I can say is yes, I am somebody not in your generation, and when I go into certain stores and I see what a size looks like, you know, you don't feel so good about yourself, right? Because you're like, why can't I? fit into this. It should be that whatever you fit into is where you're supposed to be. And if you decide you want to work on that, that's up to you. But the models should depict everybody at every level. And I think that I, I, I so love that at your age, you are seeing that and that you're teaching others, um, younger and older, about this. So let's talk about how this impacts the environment. Yeah, so the environment is heavily impacted. And in that, I mean, uh, one pair of jeans uh, takes 2,000 gallons of water. That's one pair of jeans, 2,000. So when you go to a store, you see hundreds of pairs of jeans. So that's a lot of water that's going into um, making these so-called trendy jeans. And mm-hmm. um, as of now, uh, our current consumption from the earth is 35% more than what, what, what should be consumed. Um, what's actually sustainable. So when 10% of the world's carbon emission comes from the fast fashion industry, that's a huge portion of that pie of 35%. And it's all because of these companies that are constantly pumping out these clothes in excess. And it's, it's, it would be a different thing if the materials they used were a little bit more, a little higher quality, um, longer lasting. Uh, but once again, to promote their constant cycle of buying and um, keeping up with the trend, they're pumping out clothes um, at a much faster rate than they were 20 years ago. And that has um, led to the increase in microplastics in our waterways, in our um, oceans. And microplastics are so small that it's very difficult to clean it. If it was like a plastic water bottle floating in the ocean, you could pick it up. But microplastics are really, really tiny and no machine as of now has been able to clean them all out. So whenever we buy a pair of jeans, for instance, we have to keep in mind that we should use this pair of jeans for as long as possible. And it's it's important that um, even if it is something from Zara, we have to make sure that we kind of use it for a long time. And even if there's a rip in it, we should try to fix it. Um, so one part of the environmental aspect that um, my project, uh, our project is really um, emphasizing is this um, cycle of upcycling. 
um, it's important to donate your clothes to thrift stores so that there are people who can buy them again and keep the cycle from not repeating itself. Um, we also recommend doing simple things like iron on patches. If there's a little hole in your jacket, you can just iron on a patch and the hole's gone. Uh, so th there are really simple steps that you can take to kind of mitigate this impact we have on the uh, environment. And um, it's really important we take these steps. So that's kind of the broad idea of how it's impacting the environment. You know, my kids are very much into thrifting. And I know a lot of other kids who are now doing, and you know, they're not kids. I mean, not kids, all ages, many of us um, are into thrifting and it, it's important. It is. And I know it, not everybody, like I know for myself, it's, it's sometimes hard to do because you're like, oh, you know, I want something new or you're not, you know, you don't know where it really came from and all of that. There's ways to clean it and sanitize it and, and make sure that it's, it, it's safe to wear. And so, you know, one of the things that I think is important is that your generation is really understanding that the need to do that and wanting to keep the environment safe. And, and that's that's wonderful. HAM10 is a leader in IT enterprise solutions and staffing. They are driven to transform their clients' business performances. They do this every day by providing the clients with the best services and products. Products like BizLego, an online community platform, and Colear, a unique learning management system. They also transform the lives of women and children through their associated nonprofits, SheTech, which supports women in and joining the technology field, and Softkin, support organization for kids in need. PAM10, technology for social good. Go to pam10.com for more information. The last one item on this was about the labor rights of garment workers. And I know this is something very serious and something very much um, that touches your heart. So share a little bit about that. So I'll start with an incident that happened in 2013, and it was in the Rana Plaza factory in Bangladesh, and it collapsed due to really bad construction, and it killed over a thousand people and injured close to uh, 2,500 people. So this is just one incident that has happened in the world, and it was widely recognized by the media, but there are several other incidents like this that has happened that has not received any attention. And these incidences are not accidental. These are completely on purpose and it's completely, um, the companies are cognizant of these risks that they're having in these buildings. Um, but because they want to sell these clothes at such cheap prices, they build these um, factories with really cheap materials and they pay the workers less than a dollar a day and most of these workers experience things like sexual harassment and um, other forms of harsh treatment, which it's not right. Um, and it gets even more scary when a huge percentage of this labor is kids from the age of 14 to eight, eight to 14. And when kids experience these kind of tortures like sexual harassment, that, that's that fundamental needs to change. Our company, our clothes can't be based off of the exploitation of a kid who's eight years old. That's just not right. And companies still haven't um, uh, claimed or admitted that they use child labor. But if you do a little bit of research, it's really clear that it's present everywhere. Countries like India, um, China, and Bangladesh and Pakistan are the ones that are heavily impacted by 
um, companies like Forever 21 and Zara who claim that they're really eco-friendly, they're really uh, like worker-friendly. Um, they're actually not, not. And we have the data to prove it. So it's really important to, when buying clothes, to do a little bit of research about the company. Um, so I think one of the main things that I want to get out is before we make a one-click purchase, like if we are purchasing online or in this in person, we have to make sure we have some research done. We can't just go into Zara and say that I want to buy these shoes without thinking about the exploitation that's happened. Um, it, it, it's really important to get that message out. And um, one thing I did forget to mention about the mental health aspect, uh, mm -hmm. digressing just a little bit, is um, there's a misconception not a misconception but there's this campaign going around about body positivity and body positivity the campaign is a really wonderful campaign but for my generation a lot of it uh, a lot of the participants have decided to do passive actions such as um, if they're on instagram for instance they'll make a comment under maybe a plus size woman saying you're rocking this outfit um, and you're doing so good. And that doesn't really help because the person wearing the clothes, they don't get enough positive message. Instead, they get a lot of negative messages, like they're being justified for wearing what they're wearing. That's not true. You don't need to be justified. Like your choice is your clothing choice is your choice only. You don't need strangers on social media saying that you can wear this. Actually, we support you. Um, that's not the message we want to get out. Um, but if our generation changes this body positivity image uh, campaign towards companies and places it on the companies to include more models, as I mentioned uh, before, or just kind of start making sizes which are more realistic. Um, having mannequins and models that are um, more realistic and more uh, are more proper de depiction of all women, all sizes, all men. Everything needs to be placed on the company as of now. It's just not our responsibility anymore to try to just solve them by putting band-aids over the issue. It's the company's responsibility to fix these little small systemic um, institutions that they've created um, yeah so what how can other people get involved uh so i think one way that we are involved is by creating a thrift fair and our thrift fair on may 1st was just a small area of pennsylvania in bucks county and we had a huge success we raised um close to six thousand dollars and that was a lot so i think one way we can more people who can get involved is holding these thrift fairs in their own communities and also making sure that they have an educational component placed in the thrift fair. Uh, we had boots about the environmental effect, um, um, social effect, and uh, mental health effect mm -hmm. in the during our um, thrift fair. So people walked into the fair and winded their way through racks of clothing while also learning about each of these problems. So a lot of our um, customers were from school, so they did have some background, but still they were kind of forced to learn about it, even if they already knew about it, because it was there. Uh, so it's important that 
we have these thrift fairs with educational booths. Um, I think because of the ease of social media, I think just reaching out to companies, um, trying to get our voice out there and making sure that they understand that what they're doing is wrong is really important because as of now, this project is in one corner of Pennsylvania. Now, if, if you can imagine if the entire state of Pennsylvania started having these projects, started having all of these students reach out, that would have a greater impact. And then if you go into the tri-state area and then on and on and on, we can have a greater impact than just one project. Um, so it's really important to start getting these projects um, in place and start um, kind of holding comp companies uh, responsible. I agree. Let's just uh, touch on Labor Behind the Label, what they do. I know you're connected to them. Yes, uh, Labor Behind the Label uh, is a really wonderful organization uh, which helps garment workers across the world. And uh, I came across Labor Behind the Label because I was trying to find a company that um, had tangible impacts on the garment community, a uh, garment worker community. And I saw that uh, labor behind the label helped a lot of the Rana Plaza victims. And I thought that was really beneficial um, to the cause. So labor behind the label um, hosts uh, riot, um, riots and um, they go and talk to governments. Um, the, like uh, labor rights heads of the government and they talk to companies directly and ensure that there are some changes made. Uh, so they're slowly working to get victims their rights back. Um, some companies have begun to give back insurance for some of these people because they didn't have any. So they got sick, they didn't get paid, or they just got fired. So there was no uh, kind of stability in their life. So that stability is slowly coming back because of um, labor behind the label and organizations such a labor behind the label. That's, that's thank goodness. That's great. Yeah. And it's wonderful. It's really wonderful to hear. And your research has been incredible. Your stats are incredible. Before I ask you our last question, what, anything else that you want to add? Um, I think we're hosting another thrift fair in, in May, June. It would be uh, amazing if, um, some of your listeners could come and help us support this organization, uh, our uh, project. And if you aren't able to come and be with us physically, I would highly encourage making some donations to Labor Behind the Label uh, or just start by getting some of your friends together and kind of um, make a project of your own. And it could be just writing a letter to Zara or the CEO of Zara. And you never know, a simple email might change everything. So just simple things. Um, but we would love if you could join us in June. That's awesome. How do they find out about it? Do you have anything that you can share yet? Uh, so as of now, no. But uh, I we do have a, um, a Instagram. Sure, it's, what is it? Uh, Solberry Teach to Serve, at Solberry Teach to Serve. Um, and we're posting a lot of things on there. We have some images of the fair last year on May 1st. Um, we have some of the posters we made that have uh, like the quick facts of fast fashion. Uh, so 
you will get information about that, uh, about the fair onto that uh, Instagram account. Awesome. And I just want to spell that out for everybody. It's S-O-L-E-B-U-R-Y and then the word teach, the number two, and the word serve. That, is that correct, Tiasha? Yes. Okay. Last question. Um, this is a question I'm asking all of my change makers this year. What is a lesson you have already learned that you can share with another young change maker or even a seasoned change maker? I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned is that no voice is too small. Uh, quite mm-hmm. honestly, uh, we my our project is just for high school students working to solve a huge issue and the impact we've had so far is tremendous. Um, we've had a tremendous shift in the mentality of our entire school. Uh, now people in like their regular vernaculars are just bringing a fast fashion. Uh, so that's something that was really incredible to see in just our school community. Um, and just seeing that we were able to raise $6,000 for a cause that the four of us believed in, in, in just one day. Of hosting an event um and the that our money went to a good cause like labor behind the label and we can see tangible impacts they have so just using your voice is really important and if four high school students can make such an impact on a community i think anybody can make an impact um, anywhere in the world that was so well put and I'm so glad we met. And I want uh, to, you to know that I'd like you to keep us updated and we'll send out the information for you when everything is set up um, to, to our you know listeners and stuff like that. We'll put a commercial together for you to push this out. It's really important. Everything that you're doing is really important. Kudos to you. Congratulations to you and your entire you know team there and all the work that your school is doing and the kids are doing. Um, I so appreciated having you on to talk about a topic that not a lot of us talk about. A lot of times we close our eyes as we walk into the store and we don't think about how did everything get here? You know, we don't, we don't think about the impact on the environment. We don't think mental health, labor, you know, how it affects the people who are making the clothing. This, this is just a small part of opening our eyes just a little bit more to how things get to where they get to. And then how, where do they go when we dispose of them? So thank you for sharing that whole cycle with us. I really appreciate it. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for giving me such a wonderful platform. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tiasha Sakar, I want to thank you so much again for being on with us. And I'm going to say what I say at the end of every single podcast. Today is the day you cannot go back to yesterday and you do not yet own tomorrow. So what small or large steps are you taking today, whether you're a young or seasoned change maker, to get closer to your goals? Have a great week, everyone.